Remarkable accomplishments are happening every day on the Colorado Mesa University and Western Colorado Community College campuses. From faculty research to student projects and community involvement, this show is on KFM every second Tuesday of every month. And today we have two guests joining us. Um, I'm your host, Kelsey Coleman. Caitlin Birdsall is not with us today, but I'm sure she is listening. Uh, First, we have... Nathan McNeil. Now, Nathan is the director of CMU-CU Boulder Engineering Partnerships Programs, and it's a really unique partnership between two universities. And Nathan, I'm hoping you can tell our listeners a little bit about that. Hi, Kelsey. It's really good to be with you this afternoon and talk to you about the Engineering Partnership Programs and share what we're doing with the community. Um, As you said, this is a partnership between two universities, and I think it's unique in that it's probably the first of its kind anywhere. So students in this program enroll as students of Colorado Mesa University for the first two years. They pay tuition to Colorado Mesa University. They are taught by Colorado Mesa University professors. And then for their last two years, they stay right here in Grand Junction at Colorado Mesa University, and they are enrolled as students of the University of Colorado Boulder. They pay tuition to the University of Colorado Boulder for those two years. They're taught by CU professors who are resident here in Grand Junction at Colorado Mesa University, and in the end, they graduate with a degree from the University of Colorado Boulder in engineering. And what disciplines, because I know when you think of engineering, you think of um, an assortment of areas. What are involved, well, I guess what, what programs are at CMU, but then what ones are involved in this special unique partnership? So you're correct. There's a, there are a a wide number of disciplines of engineering. uh, And through our partnership programs, we have three disciplines. Our first program that we started was in mechanical engineering. This program uh, was started in 2008, and we graduated our first cohort of students in 2012. Then we started a civil engineering partnership program in 2016 and graduated the first cohort of students in 2012. And the most recent addition is our electrical and computer engineering program, and we will graduate our first cohort of students from that program this spring. That's exciting. That I mean, it's amazing during graduation you see, you know, the these partnerships come together and they have like their certain sash, and you can like really point out these engineering students who are doing this unique program. And I wonder if you can kind of talk about the benefits of, you know, having this partnership and what students get out of it? Sure. We know that, that it's, for many students, an economic calculation, and um, this is the only engineering, um, the university is offering engineering on the Western Slope, and um, through this partnership program, because students pay tuition to Colorado Mesa University for the first two years, and then they're paying tuition to CU Boulder for the last two years, um, it comes out to a lower rate of tuition overall. The average cost is lower. And there are some other added benefits economically, given that uh, the cost of living is a lot lower here in Grand Junction than it is in Boulder. And so I think between those two things, it, it gives students a degree at a you know, much more reasonable cost than if they had spent four years in Boulder. Well, I think it's important, too, to know the regional needs, right? I mean, we are a you know, a large state with a, a big mountain range in between the the West Slope and the East Slope. And so thinking about, you know, how many engineers we need over here and, and there is that need. Can you talk about what's happening when these students graduate? What does it look like? Are they staying? Are they staying here? Do they go? I think this is the most exciting part of working for this 
program is seeing the impact on the the local economy. Um, I know when I came here to join the program 10 years ago, I I honestly couldn't imagine that there were um, any mechanical engineers uh, employed in the Valley. And that's my background is mechanical engineering. And um, it's just been so exciting to see um, how many of our graduates have gone on to work here in the Valley I believe currently we have at least 35 alumni who are employed in the Grand Valley and um, half a dozen others on the Western Slope. And this is out of um, just almost exactly 200 alumni that we have to date between the civil engineering and mechanical engineering programs. Well, you are listening to CMU Now on KFM Community Radio, and we are talking to Nathan McNeil, who is the director of CMU and CU Boulder Engineering Partner Programs. Now, Nathan, you're talking about, you know, this is a, a newer partnership, and so um, the third discipline just, you know, is about to graduate the, their first cohort. Um, and I'm wondering, are your backgrounds mechanical? And so how how does this play out when you know, it's not just engineering classes, right? Like they're needing to learn, like engineers need to know everything. They need to know math and English and how to communicate to one another. And so how does that play in with the overall education? So you're, you're correct. I think there are often two paths that students take into in, in an engineering program. There are those students who are good at math and science and somebody says you're good at math and science you should consider pursuing a degree in engineering and there are others who i think are the the tinkerer types and they like um taking apart the toaster and putting it back together as a stereotype um but the reality is in an engineering career you have to be good at more than just math and science or taking things apart and putting them back together and communication is a really important part of the engineering um, career. And that's something we, we really try and, um, emphasize in our engineering courses. And then of course, students have to take more than engineering, math, and science courses throughout the curriculum. And, um, of course, CMU provides the support for those, uh, courses as well. Students have to take humanities and social science courses. They have to take, um, in addition to the, the science and math courses and engineering courses that they have to take. Well, and it makes them, you know, more rounded individuals, right? So when they go out into society, they not only know how to tinker and put things together, but they can kind of explain what's going on and why we're tinkering and why we're putting things together. Right. And actually, so our two established programs are both accredited by ABET. This is the organization that accredits engineering programs across the country. And they have a set of criteria that graduates must um, demonstrate the, the, you know, attaining these criteria. And they are definitely about more than just um, being proficient at math and science. They have to understand ethics and um, the global impact and environmental impact, social impact, even the um, political impact of engineering design work. And so we have to make sure that we're covering all of those things and the broader impacts of engineering uh, in our curriculum. Well, and we should probably talk about the the facility a bit because, you know, this is community radio. And so I think a lot of listeners maybe drive up 12th or north and they, they don't break through the barrier that is CMU campus. And so they might not know that we have top of the line. I mean, top notch facilities and engineering students are just thriving, thriving in there. That is true. This is this is, I think, 
one of the strong selling points of what we have to offer here at Colorado Mesa University. We, our engineering programs are housed along with the computer science department in Confluence Hall. This is one of the, the newer buildings on campus. I know of Colorado Mesa University has been doing lots of construction, and this is not the newest building anymore, but Confluence Hall was opened, I believe, in January of 2019, and we've got um, 10 laboratory spaces in that building for our um, three programs and um, you know, faculty are housed there. Lots of um, spaces for students to stay and work together uh, on projects, study. We have um, conference rooms for students to meet with our industry partners from the community. And another exciting thing about this facility is that the Eureka McConnell Science Museum is also housed in the same building. And so that gives us an opportunity for students to engage in the community through the museum um, both helping with projects and also the museum employs some of our students to help teach courses and to maintain and build exhibits. Being the director of the programs, I'm sure you're in and out all the time and you can maybe talk to how some of these students are doing really cool projects and they have really interesting internships. And what does that look like outside the classroom, that hands-on learning experience? This is, this is a really good question. And I think I'm going to start by talking about our civil engineering program, which is uh, one of our newer programs, and so it's uh, smaller. And the engagement with the community in civil engineering has been really um, impressive. Uh, the The community is starved, I would almost say, for, for civil engineers. Our students have no trouble finding internships within this community, and graduates, if they choose to stay in the community, um, are not having any trouble finding jobs in civil engineering Um some of our recent graduates work for Armstrong Group, for instance. They design um, airport runways, and I think they're involved with the future expansion of the, the Grand Junction Regional Airport. Um, Austin Group, Apex Consulting Engineers, River City Consulting en- uh, Engineers, SGM. Um, well, these are all companies in the Valley that uh, hire interns or have hired our graduates. On the you are listening to See Me Now on KFM Community Radio, and we are here with Nathan McNeil, Director of CMUC Boulder Engineering Partnership Programs. Thank you. And I was going to move on to talking about our mechanical engineering program, which is our oldest program, um, and we, the largest employer of graduates of this program is Capco, which is a company here in Grand Junction. I believe they're the largest manufacturing company in the valley, they are a defense contractor, and at the moment, I believe they have 12 graduates of our program. Uh, other companies that have uh, a number of alumni are Jabel. They are a, a manufacturer of aerospace components uh, located out near the airport. Uh, GPD Global, Coors Tech, and and even small companies like Bighorn uh, Consulting Engineers that. Um, they design heating, ventilation, and air conditioning systems for all across the Western Slope. So, so it is kind of amazing. I mean, there's this whole world right here in Western Colorado of um, opportunities for these students who are coming out of this program. And I think a lot of times people think, oh, if you, you, know, you go to university, you have to go to these big cities to find these um, great jobs. But that's what you're saying. That's not necessarily the case. So that's really great to hear. No, that's not, not necessarily the, the case. And I think I mean, this is particularly too, true for civil engineering graduates. They can go to almost any small 
uh, town. But yes, you're right. I mean, for our mechanical engineering graduates, they've had opportunities, many opportunities right here on the, the Western Slope. And before we get to our next guest, I kind of want to put you on the spot for a minute um, and tell us just a little bit about you, your background, how you got into mechanical engineering, how you ended up here. Ooh. <laughs> that's a that's a big big question. I I did grow up as one of those children who loved you know tinkering with things and taking things apart, and I was really into electronics. Um, and that's what I thought I was going to study as an engineer when I got to college. But I, I quickly realized, oh, you know, electrical engineers spend all their time behind a desk, and so I switched to mechanical engineering. And it's still true, a lot you know, mechanical engineers spend a lot of time behind their their desk, but. While I was an undergraduate student, I took a year out and taught English in China, and that really got me interested in education and thinking about what we are doing in the classroom. So when I went back and finished my undergraduate degree, I knew I really wanted to learn more about education. Um, I did go work in the industry for for six years. Uh, Most of that time was spent in Canada designing equipment for factories and mines. Um, And then I went to graduate school, and by that time, the, the world's first PhD program in engineering education had been established at Purdue University, and I was able to go there and, and get a PhD in engineering education and um, worked for two years. I was a postdoc at the University of Florida and, until I found this position here, and I was like, this this is it. This is, this is what I want to do. This is the environment I want to work in. I want to work in an environment which is focused on undergraduate education, teaching students, and not distracted with... Um, research and other things. I just wanted to be focused on, on undergraduate students. First. students. Yes. students first. I and I think it. this is true of all of the faculty we have here and what really makes um, Colorado Mesa University special and, and what they can offer. Fantastic facilities, um, amazing community, and faculty who are here for undergraduate students. Well, Nathan, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's a pleasure. We're happy to have you um, on campus, and I know your students are, are thankful as well. Thank you, Kelsey. It's been nice talking with you. Before we get to our next guest, Robin Brown, who is the CMU Vice President of Development and our Foundation CEO.
are back and you are listening to CMU Now on KFM Community Radio. We are doing this show on the second Tuesday of every month. And our second guest is here to join us, Robin Brown, CMU Vice President of Development. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me, Kelsey. It's funny being on the other side of the microphone. <laughs> yeah, I know. You strolled in here. You like knew where you're at. You knew what you were doing. You've been here before. <laughs> yep. Great. Well, can you talk a little bit about, I guess, first off, what um, a vice president of development even is and what is it? what does that position do? So I am the fundraiser. I mean, that's it's really what it is. It's my, my title is vice president of development and CEO of the CMU Foundation. Um, and CEU, uh, CMU has a robust foundation that raises all the private funding for the university. So it's mostly the scholarships. We do a lot of scholarships. Um, we have a $50 million endowment. Most people don't are very unaware of that. It's, they've been very quiet about the fundraising um, over the last few decades. Um, but yes, we have a $50 million endowment that goes to research um, scholarships. And then we raise capital for different capital projects. Our number one capital priority right now is uh, to replace Robinson Theater. So that'll be a big lift. Um, and then we help uh, different departments and athletics with their fun- fundraising as well. And so I guess um, the the important part here, the important piece that we need to mention is without these funds, universities can't function, right? I mean, they yep. can't get to that level. So state and federal funding to universities is declining and will probably continue to decline. And so more and more we look to the private sector and we look at creative ways to kind of fill that gap. Um, we also are trying to do it without raising tuition. So, and in fact, next year, I think we're gonna see WCCC. So CMU owns Western Colorado Community College, which is a unique model. Most universities are actually in competition as opposed to partnership with their community colleges. Um, and so next year we're looking at reducing uh, WCCC's tuition, which will be really important. So we're trying very hard to uh, meet the demands of our students today without increasing tuition, making it really, ex- and we're already a very affordable option compared to the other universities in the state. I think we should dive into that a little more because this, you know, this $50 million uh, endowment, it goes to a lot of different things, but you mentioned scholarships. Yep. And I think everyone knows that higher education, it, it's expensive, you know, and it yep. is an investment in your future. And so not everybody has the means to do so. And yeah. those scholarships go, I mean, they, they're a wide variety. Yeah, so um, it's kind of neat. It's, it's, it's a part of the job that I'm really enjoying, and I'm about two months into this job. Um, and that's the endowment. So anybody can walk in and set up a scholarship endowment for any, any focus area that they want. And so we have, um, like, for example, the, the one we set up this morning was a, geolo- a CMU alum who's now a geology professor at School of Mines set up a research endowment in the geology um, field and so it's an endowment that will always go towards um, research projects for cmu students that want to do some sort of research in geology so the bio and so that's kind of a neat um that's a neat one we also have you know a lot of uh scholarships towards um all kinds of different students so uh, maybe it's uh scholarships for the tennis program you know or students that play tennis or for students that want to major in um, economics. I mean, it's anything. And then a lot of them are also done in memorials. So you can leave a scholarship in the name of some, a loved one, um, or just an interest area. So it's actually really fun is, is really tailoring, uh, the donor's interest in the university and finding something that they feel really good about, um, that will live on. And that's the, that's the purpose of the endowment is that, uh, you're endowing, uh, the scholarship or the funding for research or, you know, a, a, a chair or a professor, 
uh, for, you know, in for eternity, I guess, for the length of the university. So it provides a lot of stability um, for the university. So as um, budgets ebb and flow, there's stability and we can rely on these scholarships for our students. I love that, too, because, I mean, uh, when you think about the purpose of life, right, and you can, this this could be like an hour, two-hour conversation <laughs> if we went on, but I think that's, there's something to that, right? You're, like, leaving this legacy, you're, you're helping the next generation, you're helping your region, you're helping yep. the future. Well, and CMU is also really unique um, because over half of our students are first-generation college kids, and that makes us very unique. So as opposed to universities um, that, you know, kind of, essentially are educating the educated, we're changing the course of people's lives. And so it's, it's really inspiring when you, uh, you take a student that has had no expectations to go to college and then suddenly you give them all these opportunities, whether it's WCCC and associates or certificate certification program or a bachelor's or a master's. Um, and so with that though comes a lot of um, wraparound services because those students need a little more help than students that were expected to go to college. And so there's a lot of services around that, but the scholarships certainly help. And actually, 2020, um, with the financial impacts of COVID on families everywhere, um, are they that population was most as, at risk, our first-generation uh, population. And we actually awarded more scholarships in 2020 than any other time in history, 1,100 scholarships. So that was pretty exciting. It's amazing. Well, you are listening to See Me Now on KFM Community Radio. And we are here with CMU Vice President of, De- of Development, Robin Brown. And I want to go back to um, the, the pathways that you were talking about because, yeah, you don't need to get a four-year degree to be, you know, to get into the workforce, to be successful, to see um, a return on your investment. Yep. And so part of that is um, we just received some really great uh, support from um, – two people for the aviation program. Can you talk about that and how that gift was unique? Yeah, and to your first point that um, I think now more than ever, we're seeing the importance of the trades because if you, I mean, if anyone tries to build anything right now, one, it's going to take forever because you won't find any subs. Two, it's going to cost you a lot (laughs) because there's so few subs. So um, we, you know, WCCC has um, all kinds of great programs, uh, the different trades, but one of them is the aviation school Uh, which is meeting the huge demand we have right now for pilots. So there's an incredible pilot shortage. That's why, I mean, recently American Airlines, you know, canceled. I know a lot of people that were stuck that weekend, all the, like 200 flights in one weekend due to all kinds of things, but the pilot shortage is definitely one of them. And so our aviation program is putting out um, pilots to kind of meet that demand. But we we received a very generous gift from uh, Ron Tipping, which many people are probably familiar familiar with Ron uh, because he owned um, GJ Pipe and well-known in the community, very um, generous and awesome guy. And so he had a Piper Super Cub, which is an absolutely incredible airplane, and he donated it to the aviation program. And so it's actually the first airplane that we actually own, um, and he donated it to WCCC. And the students that are going to that program, I, I just can't believe how lucky they are. They get to learn in a Piper Super Cub. All, along with that, Glenn McClellan is another donor that um, donated a hangar for it to house the airplane. And so those are very generous donations, very needed. We could never have bought a Piper Super Cub. I mean, it would not have made any sense for if someone had donated money for us to spend it on that. But the fact that they found alternative ways to give, and it also opens up, there's all kinds of ways to give. Um, and I think people traditionally think it has to be a cash donation, but those are really creative and very important um, donations that we received. Yeah, I mean, just being at that uh, event was great. I mean, it happened last week, and I know that 
Um, it was seeing, so fun. Yeah, and seeing the students, you know, with Ron and Glenn and just like the the, the faculty and the staff of yeah. WCCC, it was just vibrant and, and the excitement was there. And I, I think the donors felt that and it was just a really great event. Well, and Ron, um, most I don't know if people realize, Ron started flying when he was 12 years old. He soloed when he was 12. And actually, his there's a funny story. His um, flight instructor made him go cross it out because it was actually illegal for him to solo at 12. But uh, so he's been a lifelong pilot and um, has it, it was just really fun to have him come talk to our students in the pilot program. Well, you are listening to See Me Now on KFM Community Radio, and we are talking with Robin Brown, Vice President of Development. And we had another big event. It's been crazy on campus <laughs> uh, just this on. Sunday, right? There yeah. was um, a lot of action, and uh, some people might have heard of a new naming of the field. Yep. I think you should probably go into that. Yeah, so on Sunday we had the unveiling of Unity Field, which is um, formerly Walker Field, and then they removed the Walker name, and then it was Maverick Field, and then Community Hospital um, donated a million dollars to the PA building, which that's another whole talk uh, discussion point that we should have about about the community's generosity in building the PA program. But in in recognition of that million dollar donation, we renamed the field, and it's the field, it's the soccer and lacrosse field that's at the corner of Orchard and Twelfth. Um, so now that is Community Hospital Unity Field, and we had a really nice event um, with the official unveiling, and there's some pretty signage all around there. So it's really interesting because, you know, we're in Western Colorado. We have specific needs over here when it yep. comes to, to health care. And so, yeah, our, our community really rallied behind that. And when um, Tim Foster was, was yep. president, he spearheaded this. Can you go into those details? And so... Our listeners can understand what happened there. Yes. Yeah, so, um, and for those of you that know me from GJEP, you know my we uh, healthcare is our number one employer, and so it's also an enormous because of that, um, it's an enormous focus for CMU. And so the PA, creating a PA program, it's physical assist, uh, physicians assistants, physical therapy, and occupational therapy program. We needed a building. There was nowhere to put it. Um, and so I think like four or five years running, it was on our capital development, our number one priority. For the capital development list for state funded projects and it was always the project that got cut and we kept putting it off putting it off and finally president foster at the time got fed up and said we're just going to build it on our own and so he went out to the community and raised the money privately um, with very very generous donations from uh, saint mary's hospital community hospital the city of grand junction all contributed uh, heavily to that project to get it done and in january that building will be opening it's pretty amazing because when you think about community and and what that actually means and yep. we're seeing it in in this form of of the future students and watching i mean the faces on these pa students on sunday just so so thankful yep yeah it's a great program but it's also it, it to your point we could not do i mean half the things we want to do at cmu um, we couldn't do without the support of the community and so private donors our corporations our companies our businesses that step up and help us get things done, which in turn gives back to them because they're going to be putting out the future workforce that those companies need. But it's just an incredible thing. And again, it helps us keep it really affordable. You know, tuition at CMU is about 10000 It's a little under $10,000 a year. That is so minor compared to the other universities. And so, and we're, we're really committed to keeping that affordable. Well, it's amazing as it's affordable, but uh, like we're talking about all these programs. I mean, we just had Nathan McNeil on the show yep. talking about uh, these partnerships with uh, CMU and CU Engineering and how 
I mean, if we talked about every single program yeah. that we had, we would never leave. <laughs> the engineering <laughs> but, one is really exciting. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's great. And I think that 50 million endowment, good, like kudos to you for shouting that out because it really does mean more more money in students' pockets and it means a, a better uh, education. And- it, it does, and I, but I'll leave you with this. Compared to other universities, it's pennies. I mean, it's really our goal should be that that endowment hits 100 million. Um, it, you know, it breaks down. There's a, a endowment dollar per student, and, and our $50 million endowment is about $4,000 per student. Other universities have significantly higher endowments. So we're um, really focused on growing that endowment, growing scholarships, growing research, um, and then also growing our, our university. So there's exciting things happening over at Colorado Mesa University. Well, I mean, the opening line of this show is remarkable accomplishment. So I think we just <laughs> proved that <laughs> here today. Yep. Thank you so much for being here, Robin. Appreciate yeah. it. Go Mavs.